Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today's episode is going to be a little unique as it's with our friend Randall Kenneth Jones, who interviewed us. For those of you that are not aware, Randall Kenneth Jones hosts a popular podcast called Jones.Show, and he asked us to be guests on his show, which was a huge honor yes, for us. It was. He was also kind enough to allow us to use the audio files from that episode and share it with you guys here on Tell Us a Good Story. Now, here's what's funny. Randy typically interviews celebrities on his show. So as you can imagine, we were a little surprised when he asked us to be guests. I actually thought he was just being nice to us at first, honestly. Now, Steph, tell me if one of these things is not like the others. Okay. Okay. Here's his prior guest, Aaron Brockovich, Hoda Kotb, Suzanne Summers, Stedman Graham, Ginger Z. Kevin and Steph Mason. Oh, ding, 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 ding. I think we have a winner. <laughs> However, we were honored to be part of Jones.Show. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with us and the always entertaining Randall Kenneth Jones. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in Central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, Obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. I just, it's like you have to giggle. I have all these things that I can start with, and I just want to start giggling. And I know, let's get the snort out of the way because I'm going to snort. So let's just do it early. So I was going to say that I'm thrilled to be joined on the Jones Nutshell Show podcast today with Stephanie Mason Yay! and her husband. Oh. And <laughs> I'm here. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Mason. How are you? We're fantastic. How are you? Good to see you. Now, so for those people who recall the Masons, when my book, Ruby, came out in the fall, I've only had two different, one pair and one person who have been guest hosts of Jones.show, and the Masons were guest hosts of Jones.show, and they interviewed me about my new book, Ruby, for this podcast. As luck would have it, they have a book. And now we are turning the tables, and they are on the show, and I'm interviewing them about their book, You Met Her Where? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to give it away, because, but I'm not going to give it away. So, <laughs> how are y'all? How y'all doing? We are so excited. Obviously, we love you. We've missed you. So, this is going to be super fun. It's great to see you. I'm just, I'm just thrilled if uh, you, you were invited. To talk. You lo- allow me to talk if you. I'm just happy he invited you. <laughs> I was thinking it was just going to be me and Randy. I'm happy it, it was here. optional. It was optional. Yeah, it was you know pretty much optional. If we could actually turn our text exchange though into like a book, that would be funny. <laughs> text exchanges that we have, the group text we have. 
It's pretty funny, but it's so many pictures and stuff. And usually they're Schitt's Creek. So you never know what's going to happen. So, but you know what? So you met her. Where's the name of your book? How did we meet? We met through Siri. We did. How many people can say they met through Siri? That is true. Mm-hmm. And she crushed it. Like she's like, immediately we said, hey, is there anyone you know who we should talk to? And immediately, Randy, she's like, Randall Kenneth Jones, you need to talk to him. And well, Susan Bennett is my angel. She's been with this show for five years. She is so special. And uh, now other than doing a podcast, Kevin is in finance. Yeah. Steph is a nurse. Now, Kevin, I, according to this book, you've done a few maybe stupid things in your life. So the, I think the first <laughs> thing I need to ask you, you're a preacher's okay. kid. Aren't you supposed to be in jail? Did well, you not get much. the memo that <laughs> preacher's hey. kids are a nightmare? There's they're supposed a- to be bad and they're rowdy and rough and they they get in trouble and you kind of didn't do that. You kind of went the straight and narrow. You're a big disappointment to me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's there's kind of a running joke with pastors kids where a lot of PKs end up being like politicians, senators. PKs. I've heard PKs or, before. I love PKs. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. an international drug dealer, right? <laughs> like you yeah. Said, there's no there's no like in between. It feels like so. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely some pastor's kids that are wild child. But not Wild you. children. No, I went the other way. I he guess. went the naive route. Yes. He went polar I was very, opposite. very sheltered, as you can as you can tell, Randy. In, in According the to the book, naive is a very kind way for um, <laughs> Stephanie to put it. Stephanie, my from the book, what I'm really getting is that you are a saint. Kevin, have you or have you not still seen Star Wars? No, I haven't. No, I've never seen Star Wars. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I'm not a sci-fi guy. I hated that. Yeah, no, no, no. I was. I'm not a sci-fi guy. And Steph, Steph and her family will throw out you know one-liners from these movies, and I have no idea what they're talking about. It's very, it's very sad. I had had Dee Wallace from ET on the show, and Derek, my Derek, my husband Derek had never seen ET, which is criminal. And Dee, who was the mother in ET, screamed, "Why did you marry him?" (laughs) <laughs> you married him. I was like, exactly. I made him watch that movie <laughs> before we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. He still hasn't seen Forrest Gump, but I can't even. Yeah, I can't even. Wait, have you seen room, Forrest so. Gump? Have you seen Forrest Gump? Uh, the TV version. Oh, I wasn't allowed to watch that when I was a kid. I swear. Yeah. Sheltered. Yeah, okay, Kevin. Kevin. Yes. You're you're not a kid anymore. You can, <laughs> you know. can probably watch whatever you want to watch. <laughs> oh, I stopped asking for permission. <laughs> no, I yeah, I've seen it, but it, I think I saw the TV version mm. of it. Okay. Well, I mean, you still solve her. I'm very proud of you for that. So, <laughs> Stephanie, once again, you are a saint. Kevin, let's go to page 22, shall uh-oh. we, in the book? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just a little section I highlighted from the book, <laughs> okay. You Met Her Where by Kevin and Stephanie Mate. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Hollywood That's your name. name. That's our celebrity Kevin-y. name. That's Kevin-y. your Kevin. Okay, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, while on the subject, a few months earlier, I had met an attractive girl who was helping me pick out some new eyeglasses at a store. <laughs> he had been flirting with me, I thought, and when I paid for my glasses, she wrote on the receipt her name and a smiley face beside it and a phone number. She gave me her phone number, I thought, without me even asking for an exclamation point. It absolutely made my day and gave me a big boost in confidence. However... When I called that phone number the next day, I got the Lens Crafters corporate office. <laughs> Randy, that is one of Steph's favorite it's favorite the stories. Best. 
It's so bad. Oh, I was I was so excited. Like, oh my gosh, she wrote her name. She wrote a phone number, a smiley face, and then I call her. They're like, hello, welcome to Lance Crafters. How can I help you? I'm like, oh my gosh, she totally just. Kevin, it's not just expecting. that. You, Kevin, it's not this, just that you did. You had no game. You didn't even know there was a game. I mean, <laughs> and, and, I, and I look what you married. I, I am baffled beyond words. Uh, Stephanie, you are a saint. Um, do you want to hear what I actually think about the book? Because we were mean to each other. When you all read Ruby, you may recall that I got no feedback. The entire week. You kept you your mouth not. shut. We, yes, did. we did. And you turned the tables on I us. I turned the tables and I read the book and what did I give you? Nothing. Nothing. Just some, Nothing. Uh, yeah, funny pictures. <laughs> to begin on You Met Her Where, I think it is a tremendous argument of the fact that so many people now have access to publishing. Right. That there are so many ways for everyone who has a story and everyone does to be able to find a way to publish that story and get it out into the public. I think this is an incredible argument for the benefit of all the different ways that we can publish this. And I do want to know, and I believe this, we joke around a lot. Are you aware of what a gift this is to your children and your Mm. grandchildren? Mm. Are you aware of the gift you created when you wrote this book? That was the sole purpose of writing the book. We were like, we didn't know if anybody would read the book. We didn't know if it would touch anybody. But no matter what, we wanted to do it for our kids, our future grandkids, because we wanted our children to know how hard we fought for them, to how have them. to have them. Like, we loved them before we even had them. And we just want them to know no matter what, we fought to get them. That was absolutely the, the final straw on, yes, let's go ahead and do this. I don't have a whole lot of free time, but I'm going to spend hours in the evenings on weekends to write this book. And I appreciate you saying that, Randy, because that is true. We really did. If nobody read this, at least our kids would know how much we love them and how much of a miracle they were. Mm -hmm. And there's both perspectives. It's by the two of you, but it's by one of you or the other one. So we really get to understand both sides of, of the equation of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's also a gift to families going through crisis. In your case, kind of more than your fair share. Oh, yeah. Can you recite for me the opening to your podcast, which is Tell Us a Good Story, which I love this podcast. It's such a positive podcast. Recite for me the beginning of that podcast. Just our first 15 years of marriage, everything we've gone through from electrocution, brain tumor, brain surgery, miscarriage, doctors telling us we've never had children, to my cancer diagnosis. And today, Steph and I are completely healed, completely healthy with three beautiful kids. And so we started the podcast because every day when we were going through that stuff, Randy, I needed something encouraging to hear just to get through the day, right? In addition to reading the word and reading my Bible, I needed something funny. I needed to laugh. I needed something inspiring. And so this was a way to do that, to inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Was it your, whose mother said they didn't necessarily thought you were making fun of cancer? Was it your mother, Kevin? Mm -hmm. That was mine. My view is with complete and total respect to your mother, who I hope listens to this, if we don't laugh, we cry. 
And, and when they say laughter is the best medicine, I absolutely believe that to be true. I think you made it easier to read the book because of the amount of laughter in it. And here's where I have to fess up to something I said to you all before. I mean, if people haven't figured it out, I adore these two people. Uh, just I'm so grateful. I believe God put you in my life. I adore the two of you. And I knew this story was going to be hard for me to read. And how I waited, what, nine months to read right. it? Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to see Kevin Stephanie and Kevin in pain. Yeah. I didn't want to know that part of your story yet. So it took me a while and kind of shame on me for not having the courage to say, no, if I'm going to support these people and be friends with them, I need to be able to support their choice to share this story because you're helping so many people who may go through something similar. Oh, and I thank believe you. that to be true. Well, I totally get your reasoning, though, Yeah. for not wanting to read something. I want that the laughs. It was a struggle, right? Exactly. And the good I want part Stephanie is and I making fun of you. That's what I live for. Because <laughs> it's so easy to do. But yeah, we talk, I mean, we included our personality in this and some of the funny stuff that happens, right? So like, for example, me going through cancer and losing 40 pounds. And then I go back to work and I can't hide the weight that I lost. And so I documented the dumb stuff that people would say to me, like some dumb stuff, yeah. like, Hey, are you in, are you in part of the uh, biggest losers challenge? Right. Because, <laughs> because you've lost a lot of weight and just people would say just dumb stuff to you when you, when they hear that you had cancer and yeah, we had to make light of it and, and kind of share the funny stuff that went along with it as well. Well, who wants to read a book that's all doom and gloom like that? And that's not us. Right? And that's not you. That's right. not you. And I have to believe that optimism and humor and the buoyancy to your personalities. Wow, that was a mount. The buoyancy to your personality. That's a good one. That's a yes. good one. You know, had really helped keep you aloft during this time. And so here is the biggest thing that I noticed about the book when you're talking about all these problems. You had a device that Kevin really used, a strike through device <laughs> that I found. And I looked up strike through uh, the, well, actually there was a blog on Grammarly that said the strike through is becoming the written equivalent of coughing and saying something at the same time or mumbling something that you might not want to say out loud, but also wouldn't mind for people to hear. It, perfect. That's perfect. It, it's a That's literary perfect. device. It's a literary device. So Kevin put everything in but then jokingly or not jokingly did the strike through through a line through it. But we as the reader got the impact of everything. So let me let me say about that, Randy, because Kevin would write something and I'm like, oh, you can't you can't say that. But like, that was, Kevin, no. But and that was like, my real thoughts. He's like, but that's my real thoughts. I'm like, oh, no, you can't say that, babe. <laughs> so he developed the strike through because every time I'd be cringing having him say what he really wanted to say. Honesty is important. And my thought was you did not strike through and dismiss the funny parts, the selfish parts, or the challenging parts. It's all there. You embraced it all. You mm. didn't dismiss your life. You respected and accepted every part of the journey. You did not strike through the way you told the story. Mm. Mm. That so was fun. my epiphany. That oh, was a good. serious epiphany for me. 
So where it was Stephanie's fear that you were like, oh, my God, you're going to say this. It was my epiphany. Thank God you Mm. said this because it came across as more honest and truthful. Mm. How does that make you feel hearing that? Well, Kevin's going to be like, see, Steph, this is why we did it. So he is going to be so happy that you said that, but it couldn't have been said better, Randy. I mean, you kind of just nailed it. Like we wanted our story to be told, but we wanted people to really get our story. Mm -hmm. And Kevin was able to achieve that, I think, with the strike throughs. But I appreciate what you said there. Even though we have this funny personality and stuff, life is hard. Mm -hmm. And we had to overcome seven, eight different things, right? Like I just rattled off. Randy, I would have to go to a restaurant and with my laptop. And I remember I was at a coffee shop when I was going through some of this. And I remember just like sobbing at the table, remembering what it was like having such a lack of control over the situation, right? With, with my wife, whether it was the brain mm-hmm. surgery, the brain tumor, electrocution because she didn't sign up for this this was just over two years into our marriage when when all this happened and so i i do appreciate you saying that because yeah we we wanted to be real we wanted to be very authentic and in the stuff we had to had to go through and and things we overcame Mm -hmm. and put a plan together on hey this is how we overcame a lot of these catastrophes because even one of those people have told us listen one of those things most of the time people end up in divorce right? Because of how traumatic it is for you. And so thank God that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I don't believe I did not get a sense of any danger to your relationship ever throughout any of it. That was my feeling. Yep. I mean, it's hard. It was hard, right? but, But the good thing is when I was, when I was down, Steph was up. When Steph was having a rough day, I was her biggest cheerleader. And so there were so many times we did rely on each other, just giving each other a pep talk to get through certain days. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it, there were definitely moments where we relied on each other and we had to be kind of each other's cheerleaders through some of those really rough moments. Yeah. I was going to ask a question. I'm not going to ask it as a question. I'm going to state it. We're going to talk about it. You wouldn't change anything though. I would change being electrocuted. (laughs) But would you? There are three precious beings in your house right now. Mm-hmm. All miracle children. Those three may not have been there had not all of this happened to you. Fair. I'll tell you what. We certainly learned how to rely on our faith during each one of those. And each mm-hmm. one, we learned something different. But we literally learned how to trust God. And there's stuff that happened, Randy since that book that yeah. we didn't even document, like our son. Tell Randy about our son. Yeah, so when we we did have three children, we have three children and they're all miracles, but our son, the last day we were in the hospital, uh, unfortunately, they started hearing something in his heart. And within a week, I was at Children's Hospital with my newborn baby telling us that he had two holes in his heart, that surgery could be an option. We're going to have to monitor him. And I was devastated after everything we'd gone through. But now it's your baby, you know? Like, 
it's it's different when it's your husband, it's the wife, but when it's your your newborn baby and you've prayed for this child to come into our life. So I remember going into the parking garage and calling Kevin sobbing to him about what happened to Tate. And he said, he, Randy, he was so amazing. He's like, why are you crying? He's like, Stephanie, we've been here before. You know what to do. Now you need to speak life into our son. And immediately I stopped. Like he's, I'm like, he's right. So that day, every day I spoke life into Tate's body. Every day I spoke over his heart. And every month, few weeks, we would have doctor's appointments. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? And every time they'd say, Steph, yes, we hear it. And within a year, the doctor looked at me and he's like, I hear nothing. Your baby is completely healed. I don't hear it. So, And this year, isn't even in the book. This correct. isn't even in the, the book. book. Yep. Let's, we're going to do something I don't do. Um, but this is the perfect time to do it and a necessary thing to do. We're going to talk about religion. My views on religion have been changed in a positive way based on this book. Oh, Mm. I am. I'm, I'm Christian. I believe in God. I was raised that way. And I, and I, and I believe in God. I do Ruby in my book. One of the big aspects of my character, Ruby, my book was that she support and respect all religions. As you recall, Mm -hmm. people who use religion as a weapon that to me is the worst thing you can right. do. But what I love, to, I, nothing makes me happier than a couple or an individual, but a couple who lives a Christian lifestyle in the love thy neighbor way. Yes. You two do that. Mm. You don't judge and you love thy neighbor. And that's not always what we encounter. Now, right. there is a lot of hate. And it makes it, I don't go to an organized church because I don't trust that Derek and I as a couple are truly going to be accepted. So I won't, I don't go to organized religion because I believe I might be told something. How do I ever really know that you honor my relationship and my marriage and you honor me being here? So my relationship with my God is very private and personal, but you've even changed that. Mm. You've even changed that. What do you want people to know about your relationship with God and your faith? I would say for us, it's about a personal relationship mm-hmm. versus versus religion, right? I don't like religion. I don't like doing traditions and religious acts. And it's about a personal relationship with Christ. And through this, Randy, we learn to trust God in the worst moments of our life, right? And I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. So Steph, of course, was electrocuted, and then she had a brain tumor, and they told us, hey, we're going to have to do emergency brain surgery. And so, of course, go to the hospital, and we go to High State Hospital here in, in Columbus, Ohio, and Randy, the surgeons pulled me aside. And, and before we got to this moment, Randy, I mean, you can understand where I'm coming from. Everything I worked for in life at that moment didn't matter. It didn't matter if I was a CPA. Mm-hmm. I'm a CPA. I went and got my MBA. I work for corporate Fortune 500 companies. Who cares? Doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because I had prepared my life to be able to have a family. Doctors are telling us, "Hey, forget about kids. It's probably not in your cards. Just forget about it." Now 
I get to this hospital and surgeons are pulling me aside as they're wheeling stuff back and saying, hey, just so you know, we want to tell you the risk of brain surgery here. The woman you know right now, in a few hours from now, may be completely different. She may I have know different- somebody that happened to. Do you? He did not know her. She stayed with them for a certain amount of time, but ultimately they broke up because there was no memory. Mm. I believe it. He, he was gone. And she had to move on. I know somebody that when I read that, it was kind of shocking to me because I know somebody that happened to. And that's exactly what they were telling me. Kevin, Mr. Mason, you may have a completely different wife, completely different personality. She may remember you. She may not. We just want to let you know the risk involved with brain surgery. And at that moment, I remember just kind of breaking Randy and I was in the waiting room and I remember Randy going over to the corner and I remember just getting on my knees and just crying out to God at that point. God, I need you. Like, I'm done. I am done. I've done all that I can to help my wife. I've tried to get her the best doctors. I've tried to get her the best medical treatment. I've tried to make as much money as I can. And it doesn't matter. None of it matters. God, I give my wife to you. I said, God, do what only you can do. And so it was like I just, it was almost like I just gave up control. I'm like, God, take care of my wife because you I, all did I, that I repeatedly. That was yeah. though the common theme. I give it to God. I give it to God in, in a profoundly beautiful and passionate way. And every single time you came out victorious. Yes. Mm-hmm. And don't question why you've changed my view of religion. And my, because of that, because of seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, 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 there's so many different examples. I, I, it, here's the thing, I, you know, you want to talk about the book. Obviously there's a lot in here and I want people to go and have the experience because reading the book is an experience of their own because it's one thing to read the Bible. It's another thing to see how a couple used the teachings in the Bible and successfully applied it in crisis after crisis after crisis. There is no way to not be moved by seeing that. And I'm not telling you to believe in anything. I don't tell anyone on the show to believe anything. They're going to believe in what they believe in. But all of it is worth exploration. I believe that everybody's story, everybody's process, everybody's thought process can be learned from. If you don't end up believing in God after reading the book, that's up to you. That's your choice. But if you don't understand yourself better and what 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 could be possible, then you know it. it, it that would be absolutely a shame to me, because what I also realized, <laughs> nature epiphany. Look at all the people I have on this show. The Bible's the first self-help book ever written. <laughs> right. Mm. Right. I yeah. never thought of it. That's a good point. But what happened is that you all gave examples of how the Bible played into your healing repeatedly, which helped me understand the application for religion, mm. which helped me understand how I might be able to do that. And I think it's going to help other people who may not even if you just don't understand how Christianity works for some people, read the book and you're going to understand it better. Do you all hear me? Am I? Is this yeah. making sense? Yeah, You're nailing it. Yeah, because there's been people that have said, hey, Kevin, what are the odds? Like if you're in Vegas and we're playing some bets on Kevin and Steph, what are the odds they could live through like well, seven I bet on of Steph. The- I wouldn't bet on Kevin and Steph. I would always I would bet on Steph. 
<laughs> smart man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. That wasn't hey, a question. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me, let me finish my thought here. <laughs> okay. I always <laughs> bet on stuff. <laughs> what are the odds that we'd be able to live through these seven different catastrophes, right? And be where we're at today, right? Like the odds are off the charts if we were to place bets in Vegas. And so to your point, it's like, I've seen too much, right? We've experienced too much to not believe God is good, right? And, and in all things, God is directing our paths and he will turn a terrible situation into something good. And so ever since that happened, people people are like, hey, you need to share your story. You need to share your story. And I'm like, no, we're good because we're private people. No, we're good. We're good. And then Randy, it would be like, People would start introducing us. Hey, this is Kevin and Steph. Oh my gosh, they should write a book. You should hear their story. And so then when finally we, you know, we, we gave into that, okay, let's write the book. And then that turned into the podcast as well. And just how everything has developed from that point, right? Of God has turned, like you said, something terrible into something amazing that we never expected. And without that, we, would, we wouldn't have met you. Mm-hmm. And and your podcast is faith based, but you don't wouldn't know that because it's faith based insofar as the way you live your life. But it's mm-hmm. not you're not preaching. We're not preaching. You're at all. living that life, which is fascinating. But I tell you, when you had cancer, you went to your friend Judd, oh, and he mm-hmm. said something to you that has profoundly affected the way. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I believe in God. It's not that I don't believe in the devil or Satan. It's just not something that's a worry to me. But when Judd said to you, when you went to him with cancer, and Judd said, Satan is afraid of the man you might become. He is trying to take you out because he's afraid of the impact you might have for God someday. And I was like, that explains an aspect of Satan. Again, you are plying these principles into your actual life. Your friends were doing this in a meaningful, helpful way. And you all have been given the gift. You're giving so much out. You're applying your religion in real world scenarios and showing people how it worked for you. And that's profoundly moving and profoundly necessary. And I applaud you. Mm. Thank you. Randy, that means a lot because <laughs> we're, to us, we're not writers. We're not authors, right? Uh, we're not radio was, people. This is the first book we ever wrote, right? And so <laughs> here's a good story for you, right? I, I, I hated writing. I hated writing long emails. And so I was like, Steph, do you think we could just write like a long story or an article or well, you're a, a bean book? counter. You're not supposed to like writing. You're supposed <laughs> exactly. to count beans. Yeah. <laughs> So, Randy, I would pour over the details of writing a chapter. And then we got to the point where, okay, Steph, can you write the experience you had with getting electrocuted at, at work that day? And so, Randy, she goes, she's like, sure. So, she goes downstairs, comes back up. I'm not lying. 15 minutes later, it was like, done. Nailed it. And I'm, Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? So, I immediately, I grab my laptop. No look of surprise on my face. <laughs> <laughs> open up She's Google Docs. Woman. <laughs> open up Google Docs and start reading. Randy, she had written it as if 
like a nurse would. She had char- she had charted her experience of getting electrocuted, but there's no punctuations. There's no sentences. It is just like one long paragraph, no sentence, and she charted it as if she had she was a nurse. Figure it out, babe. So you can do it. <laughs> like, I, have, I, I can't read part. this. I did. My I part. had faith somebody else was going to put in punctuation <laughs> marks for you, and it happened. See, God is and good. It he works it you all cut out. That for corner, you prayed to God that somehow it would magically work out, and it did. It's and like it fine. did. I knew yeah. it. So Here I appreciate. Some, I say I appreciate ahead. that because we're. You know, this was our first book that we wrote. So thank you. The book really did teach me. It helped me understand my faith because it applied it. So I could see different things that could or have happened to me and how different Bible verses could help. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. Yes. That's manifesting. That's what everybody talks about. That's manifesting. Dee Wallace from ET said the same thing. By the way, she said, you know that everybody's still actually talking about the same thing, the Bible and all of these people. That's manifesting. You know, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. And that's what you used and became pregnant when they told you you couldn't be pregnant. Oh. Yeah. We say one of my biggest things with God is life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, we spoke our children into existence. We spoke mm-hmm. our healing and it happened every time. Manifesting. Because, That's that yeah. principle of manifesting. But I'm just saying, look at the comparison. So don't tell me you believe in manifesting and you can't at least consider God mm. because right. they're the same thing. Another verse, Philippians. I literally went on to try to, I was so worried I was going to say it wrong. I went on, tell me how to say Philippians. I went, I like literally <laughs> had a little <laughs> I thought I would say like Philippines or something like that. Um, Chapter four, verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That helped me because when I pray, I have a problem asking for things. I don't feel like I have the right to ask for anything because... I have so much more than the vast majority of other people on the planet. Mm. So that gave me permission Mm -hmm. to ask and and taught me how to do that. And that was very helpful to me. Romans chapter three, verse four, let God be true and every human be a liar. Yes. Yes. Fascinating when you add it on to it. I heard Joel Austin say that professionals were the ones who built the Titanic. It sank. Amateurs were the ones who built the ark. It floated. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. I mean, I found that so interesting when you tagged that onto it. Again, I'm not telling you what to believe in. The show doesn't do that. But I do believe if you will read this book, and empathize with these people and understand and see how these principles applied in the successful changes in their lives, it's it's worth your time and attention to do so. It's worth your time and attention to do so. Oh, so did I thank surprise you. you? I am shocked right now. I am too. I am shocked. That was much better, much better than I was expecting. You thought I, I was thought... going to suck at this? You thought that <laughs> I was going to be bad? Did You're you like, no, think no, no. I was like speed reading the book? 
going, please, God, are there cliff notes available to this book? I didn't have to read the entire thing. One, I'm impressed you read the whole thing. But two, I thought you were just going to discuss like some of the funny stories we had, like like how you started off with, the, the dumb stuff that I've done. Then you moved into very serious and how it changed your opinion and it was very moving to you. Mm-hmm. That means more to yeah. us than you would know. we'll ever know. It's a how-to. But but I think that's the responsibility I have with this show. And I don't have a responsibility to change somebody's mind. I have a responsibility, uh, as as you know, I, I look for the best in people as you. Tell us a good story as your podcast. Love your podcast. We're all about looking for the best in people. We yes. share that. But I also have to present what I feel is the lesson that's going to benefit the largest number of people. And that's where, you know, I mean, I talked too much today. I did. But it's my show. <laughs> You're allowed to. <laughs> and I had a lot to say. And I knew you all wanted to hear it. So I knew that mm. I said things about your book today that you all would never say. No. Yeah. No. You don't have the ability to pat yourself on the back like that. I, however, I have no problem doing it. <laughs> and that blew me away. Yeah. That absolutely blew me away, Randy. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.